This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Father, thank you for the third service. The glory of the Lord is here. Psalm 20. Let's read before we take our seats again. Hallelujah. One of the mysteries of the kingdom that must be understood by a believer is the mystery of divine help. Hallelujah. Mm. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Next verse. This is where I'm going. Send thee help from the sanctuary. Ah. Help from the sanctuary. That means one of the things that we obtain when we come to God's presence like this is divine help. It's a big and very deep word, even though it appears common. Help. The name of the Lord will defend. He said, may he send the help from the sanctuary. Why help? Let's read Psalm 34 before we take our seats. You know, David was a man in honor the old covenant that operated the gift of prophecy. He was a prophet. By the virtue of his deep uh, spirit of worship, he was able to connect to realms beyond this realm. Beyond the dispensation that he was living in. Over syllabus. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Verse 2. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall see thereof and be glad. Next verse. Oh, magnified, let us exalt his name together. Next verse. I saw the Lord, and he heard me, and he delivered me from all my fears. There are fears that you have to be delivered from. Next verse. They look unto him. And were lighting, and their faces were not ashamed. Glory to God. God bless you. Can have your seats. Just don't keep quiet. This is what happened in first service today. It's a prophetic signal to the operations of God at another level in this church. This is. For those who watch, this is all I'm going to say about that. I was talking about the Holy Spirit, and I, I, all of a sudden I felt the prophetic anointing, and I began to tell them my physique changed and my voice changed, and I started telling them in a strong way in the church. Church is not a place to come to come and keep quiet. It is in the grave that you see silence. When the anointing is there, remember, he just said that may he send the help from the sanctuary. When the anointing is there in the church, at times, they're forced to jump in. But we cannot jump in together. We can. The problem with many people is that, look, I have said this before, and the Lord is bringing it to my attention again. When you get to the entrance of that door, start rebuking the spirit of heaviness. That will make you to keep quiet in the church, even though you talk in other places. Angels respond to what you say. Some confessions that you are making in your room, that, Lord, I will have this, I will have this, I will have this, 
Many times, Sunday service is a time to perfect them. It's an opportunity many wastes. The spirit moves like a water. Dive in before it is too late. At times, you've been saying something in the house, praying and confessing something. A loud amen in the church puts God's signature on what you are saying. But here is the Christian just looking. Don't you understand that in Zion, you don't keep quiet. Why is it that the book of Revelation, when John saw the throne, he said around the throne were voices lighting up. It's not a quiet place. So, I, it's an instruction. It tends to catch everybody. And so I come into church, something tells you that you just keep quiet. There are holy moments in worship when we are quiet. But every other time, every amen, every hallelujah counts. You are signing something. We have come to innumerable company of angels. As one is passing you by, at, at times I, I, I feel like doing what Elisha did when he prayed that God should open the eyes of his servant. That I can pray. We've had meetings before where God opened more than 12 eyes of 12 people to say to the Spirit. But that doesn't happen every time. I see God should open your eyes to see what happens in the church. How an angel is carrying an answer passing you and you are just quiet. Yeah. Sometimes what puts your name on the miracle is the amen you say. Too many quiet people just say that and that mood catches them. They don't know when they are watching football, just come and touch and just keep quiet. Rebook that thing. It's not of God. Mm. When Isaiah saw it in Isaiah chapter 6, one cherub, one seraph was crying to another. The place was very noisy. Holy, holy. There's no quiet, there's no time to be quiet. Except in reverence, in worship. Can I hear me now? Yeah. Help is available today. He yeah. said, from a sanctuary. And then we read, they look unto him, they were laughing. See, Psalm 18 is where, let's start from Psalm 18. I think we start around, <laughs> amen. amen. Verse 17 is where I'm going, but I don't know where. Let's see verse 17, but then we back, back, back up a little. He delivered me from strong enemy, from them that hated me, for they were too strong. Ah, one of the uh, provisions, one of the things under the covenant of mercy is a divine help. Listen to me, everybody, those who are here and those who are watching. In life, there are enemies that you conquer, you defeat them. There are other enemies that you have to be rescued from. There are situations that are bigger than you. There are things we command and we take over, we stop them. There are other things that God's mercy is. There are mountains you command, they crumble before you. There are some other mountains you must be carried on eagles wing across them. Is somebody hearing me? Did someone just say what I just said now? Hallelujah. This guy was the one that defeated Goliath one sling of stone. We are the enemies. You see, David won many battles and he was a king who never lost a battle in the Bible. But he got to a point in his life. He recognized that yesterday I killed Goliath. I killed all the brothers of Goliath. But this one I'm looking at is bigger than me. I don't need the power of sword now. I need a divine help. There are men that when they rise against you in life, 
because of the level of anointing you are, you are no match. Honestly speaking, the mission that God will deploy, He just will help you and rescue you. So you see both God crushing an enemy and God helping. This must have been one of the days when David prayed that led to Psalm 89, verse 19. In a vision, he said something. We start from 18. Psalm, Psalm 89. Let's start from verse 18. Is somebody following me? Yes, sir. Zuki, I'm sure. For God, the Lord is our defense. The only one of Israel is our king. Next verse. Thou speaketh to the only one and said, he said in a vision, one of the days, David had an encounter with God in a vision. And what he heard God, God was saying to him that, I have laid help upon one that is mighty. You are mighty. I recognize that you are mighty. But you see, as mighty as you are, you need help. Many of the battles that threw David off balance were the battles that happened in his house. How do you fight Absalom? That is the most handsome of your sons that you cannot kill, yet he wants to kill you. When Satan sees that you are, you are a good fighter, your faith fights very well, and you have conquered all adversaries, it begins to arrange a situation where there are enemies around that you cannot fight, yet they want to take your life. Ah, when your parents are your problem, this is under umbrella which inherited battle. Those problems are solved. There are not things that you bind. There are things you don't bind. You just need a rescue from them. I don't know if somebody is hearing me this morning. David thought that God will appear and say that I give you power to deal with those things. He said no. In a vision, God appeared and said, I have laid help for the one that is mighty. Even the one that is mighty needs help. And then God said that, I have exalted one chosen out of the people. Next verse. I have found David my servant. With my olive oil, my oil have anointed him. I love the next verse. Whom my hand shall be established, my arm also shall strengthen him. Verse 22 is sweet. The enemy shall not exert upon him, nor the son of wickedness afflict him. Verse 23 goes deeper. I will beat down his foes before his face, and I will plague them that hate him. Yeah. That means it becomes a problem to hate David. They hate him, they begin to have plagues in their body. God gave him a, this promise, said, under the umbrella of the ministry of help. This is how I want to help you. So, a man like David understood the reason to cry for help. Today, it was Absalom. Next was Adonijah. It was Ammon that raped the sister. And I remember very well where this thing came, it was where it appeared to David. The day the mighty man became helpless. As he was running away from Absalom, 1 Samuel 15, look at verse 31. As he was running from Absalom, his own son, I mean, even when the battle ended, and when David finally secured himself somewhere in the forest, and the soldiers regrouped and they were ready, and Absalom's soldiers were coming from town, David still told Joab, he said, please, oh, be kind to Absalom. I don't want that young man. He used the word, he said, deal kindly with that young man, Absalom. He is a rebel. He has raped all my wives in the house. He wants to kill me, but he is still my son. What will a father say? He says, oh, Joab. But he said, Joab was a kind of help. <laughs> he heard what the king said, and the king said in the presence of all the soldiers, 
But because Joab had personal beef, he used to be Absalom's best friend. Let me tell you something, and this will bless you. It's a common statement you have heard, but I'm telling you from the Bible again. Those who sin with you will eventually sin against you. And it will be very painful. The game was between Joab and Absalom. What was really paining Joab here? What was paining Joab? He wasn't fighting for the king. It was the fact that Absalom did not invite him to the party. He was the one when Absalom killed Ammon, his brother. And everybody fled. Chapter 13. You know, Ammon raped Taman, Absalom's sister. No, they were kings, royal children from different mothers. And then, all of a sudden, Ammon, the firstborn of King, of David, of King David, just started liking his half-sister. And the lust entered him so much. This is why when the guy says, I want to touch you, you know, when I see you, I just see... Uh... At the end of the day, immediately after having intercourse with her, the Bible says he hated her more than the love he had for her. And he threw her to the house and bolted the door behind her. And Tamar was crying. In those days, she would never marry again. So she went to her brother's house, Absalom. Absalom said, come. And I said, nobody has raped you. I'll be there. There's no problem. Stay in my house. He said, don't get angry. It's our brother. Absalom knew what he wanted to do. Then he went to David. He said, sir, chapter 13, 14, 4 Samuel. He said, daddy, I am sharing. Like, that was the proper business then. He said, I am, when you harvest your animals, they grow and you want to sell. He said, so I'm throwing a party. He said, love, please, sir, daddy, come. Of course, he didn't want David to come. But it started that way. Because it was only stopped two persons. And David said, ah, ah, ah. You know the king. If I'm going to come for your party, I'm going to come maybe with 300 people. We will finish all your food. He said, we will say, no, no, no. He said, okay, daddy, if you can go, let all the sons of the king go. And David said that, ah, Absalom, if you're having a party, must we all go? Then let the children, maybe one or two. And Absalom said, daddy, please, I want everybody. And he mentioned, he said, hey, fine, I want my senior brother, I want to go. David suspected. But... I don't know whether it has happened to you for that. You can tell somehow that there's something wrong with this thing and then you are still going ahead. People say it after losing money to somebody. That when he was talking that day, I felt somehow. But you gave your money all the same. Most accidents, you have people say that and I was thinking, so I just felt like I shouldn't go out that day. But then I went out eventually. That was spirit of God trying to cut you back. David said, okay, all of you go. And Absalom had told all the, his bodyguards, he said, once they are drinking and enjoying, please kill Abon. He said, now nah, me, they send you. Don't worry. That nothing will happen to you. I'm a, so I'm a prince. And truly, Abon died. And all the king's son ran away. Fact, somebody came to come and give a story before. And he said that, ah, Absalom has killed all the king's sons. And David said, Mugbe, he tore his clothes and all the men. Then, guess who? The guy was called Jonadab. That stupid boy. That was the son of David's brother, Shemel. The one that said that, David, you are naughty. Why have you come to the battle? His son was the one. <laughs> when um, Ammon was thinking of sleeping with his sister, and there was no way, because ladies were not allowed to be close to men that time, it was this guy that gave him counsel on what to do. He went to his house. He said, why is the prince very sick? And he said, I see, I've been thinking of how to sleep with my sister. I don't know how to do it. I said, ah, there's a way. Ah, May you not have <laughs> Jonadab. But the Bible said, but Ammon. Go to verse 2. See, look at, look at what the Bible says. Ammon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin. And Ammon thought hard. It was a hard thing. This guy's a virgin. If I do it, everybody will know. So there's no way to do it. 
until. But the Bible says it was hard. Verse 3, look at it. It started with buts. But he had a friend. Ah. Friends who help you to cook evil. Jonadab just came. David's brother's friend. So they are cousins in that sense. So just came to say, what's wrong with the prince? Ah, you are leaning every day. What's going on? I said, I've been thinking, said, you know, nobody must hear this. That my half sister, I feel like raping her, but I can't tell anybody. I just want to get hold of that girl. And Jonadab said, that's simple now. Just fall sick. And when the king comes to check, you'll be shivering. Oh, fever. Tell the king that your sister, your sister Tamar can take care of you. And David, you know what happened? You know why all these things? Ah, Lord. I'm going a bit away from you. You know why all these things? When you begin to live in sin, your spiritual senses will become dull immediately. Read about David. There was no scenario around him before that he could not pick. He became blind overnight. David should have thought that why Tamar of all girls? He just left the office, he just left, uh, 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 he just left Amos and called, said, Tamar, go and take care of your brother. And that one came in and she was raped. Now, few days after, Absalom said, I'm organizing a party. And he specifically requested that Ammon should go. And the king still did not suspect. Honestly speaking, the same way when the enemies caught Samson, the first thing they did was that they pluck out his eyes. When the enemy gets hold of you, as well as a man of God, it takes away your vision. You can't see. When Eli began to backslide and his sons were sleeping with women in the temple, by the time Eli sat, the Bible said that he could not see his eyes were dim. It's always a sign of a backsliding spiritual man. He becomes blind first. That's always the first thing. So everybody was just using David and he just couldn't sense. So that guy was, um, Absalom killed the guy. And it was this same Jonadab that came to tell the king that, ah, no, sir, all your sons are not dead, though. It was only Ammon. He said, because Absalom killed him from, he planned to kill him from the day he raped the sister. But he didn't mention his own name. That from the day we arranged. <laughs> See what the guy said. See, those who sinned with you. Now, that was Jonadab and Ammon. Even if Ammon died, Jonathan denied. He said, ah, the day he raped that girl, the brother planned to deal with him. But he didn't say that the day I counseled him. Then, Absalom fled. And Joab loved the guy. Absalom will entice anybody. The Bible says that nobody had the hair like his hair. His hair was touching the back and it was not a woman. Very handsome. He was the most handsome of David's children. That was why David actually loved him. The kind of son that when you look at, you feel like kissing. Absalom. Yes. So handsome and so wonderful. Then, Joab felt that, ah, Absalom was away for years because of what he did. He killed his brother and ran away. Then Joab sensed that, oh God, the king is thinking about this boy, but he doesn't want to tell anybody. So he arranged that a woman should come and give a parable. And David just said to the woman that, hey, the way you are talking, Joab told you to do this thing. And she knelt and said, oh God, nobody can hide anything from you. Yes. But why didn't he see what's happening in his house? The woman was talking about two strangers. One killed a brother, said she had two sons. One killed another, and the neighbors want to kill the son that killed his brother. He said, king, help me, oh. Yes, my son did what was bad. He killed his own brother. But they want to kill him. He said, they killed his son. Now, I will have no children. And David said, nobody will touch that son. 
Then David said that, hey, come. <laughs> it looks like he, you are telling a story around me. And he said, tell me the truth. Joab made you to do this. And the woman said, oh, yeah, you are like an angel. Nobody can hide anything from you. That was what they knew to be. Solomon got a part of the wisdom from But what happened to David? Amen. So, finally, he said, okay, Joab told you. The woman said, and he told Joab, come in. He said, you know, you should have been straight with me. Go and bring Absalom. He said, but I don't want to see him. Let's say the king was staying in Abuja, Asurok. He said, when he comes, take him to any of my houses around. But he must not stay in the palace. I don't want to see him. So Absalom came and he went to his own house where he built. And for almost a year or so, the king didn't see him or two years. Then he told Joab one day, so why did you bring me back? Now, I am in my father's town, but he won't see my face. And then again, finally David said, come. When he entered David, David, he didn't know when he got up and kissed the boy. Absalom was not done. As soon as he had access to the palace, he began plan B of the project. You know, the way people rise against leaders is something that you cannot explain. Human beings have the tendency to support rebel, even against the most wonderful leader. When somebody is talking behind, they are not treating us well. You know, in church, it's only the pastor. Human beings have the tendency of believing that person. By the grace of God, I am not like that. Traitors walk. You, there is something wrong with your spirituality. If out of seven friends, seven leaders, one of them is and they come to your house, you say, you know, that church, don't mind the pastor. Now, this is one of the pastor talking, you know, that is a senior pastor, everything, and they start, and human beings have a will of being. When they say that, you know, you are the only one I can trust, I'm just telling you. That statement, they use it to carry people. Because people feel okay when somebody tells them that you are the only one. Hey, oh, take by. How can you be the only one they can talk to? So you are feeling big. The only one, the only one. You are the only one. So, you are enjoying it. I'm the only one they can talk to. With all that David did, there was no king like him. Apart from ruling, he was bringing prophetic words to these people. Absalom will stand outside the palace and everybody coming. You know, they will bow before David. So they want to bow as a prince. He will say, don't bow. He will lift them up. You know, he was a very handsome guy. And he will hug them. And they will feel his breath, Gucci. <laughs> and then they will kiss their forehead. Even the ugly people will kiss them. So they were talking in town. Ah, have you seen Absalom? Unlike his father, that one, entourage. When a young pastor begins to talk on Facebook, that some pastors use security, all those pastors, people believe and follow them. Illusion that will destroy many. Most of the guys who talk like that, they are the real thieves. They understand human psychology. This is how to get people. It's the truth. Anybody pointing the wrong left finger to his side, they call them pastor Yoruba land. Many people don't know how to deal with people like this. They come out. A person started the church. The one I know started this, by the time it was true, swindling the people in the church, they let down your guard by letting you think they are different. Of course, I don't use protocol. I'm approachable. But I don't talk... If somebody is doing police, I don't know why he's doing police. It's none of my business. But it tries with people when you talk like this. Go on Facebook and mention that they're able and I'm begin to attack them. That the churches have missed it in our church. In our church, we don't even collect offering. Uh -huh. Then the man of truth has arrived. 
That's what I'm saying. Because that's what woman is like. Deception. Absalom will do that. I don't know why I'm talking about this. So maybe to, he will just say, ah. So he will say, this guy, everybody was talking about him. But have you seen the prince? He's so nice. David, eh, to see him. The waiter, they called for three days. They tell him that he's busy. He said, his son, he's the one that will come and meet you outside. And that was what he was doing. He will now say a statement. He will say that, ah, the case we have brought is very nice. So, but the king is too busy to listen to you. He will do like this. Ah, if they make me king, I will give justice to everybody. Are you not in this same country where you have seen all, all kinds of opposition to the incumbent? When they come in, what do they do? I don't want to say things, but the last government that just left, didn't they go to Ajota to protest a little increase? Did they reduce in their time? People, are, I'm, I'm, no, please, this, I'm not taking side. I'm just saying that many human beings are yet to understand human beings, even though you are human beings. When somebody sits on the throne, those who make noise, many times when they sit there, they do worse things. It's not about the masses. It's just an opportunity many times to say that this is it. Nigeria is a living example of what I've just said. You have, you have all seen it with your eyes. I know, and I'm, I'm not talking about that, I know one person, I won't mention his position, but not a government person. When it was his time to talk in Ojota, again, any government that increases money, we will do this, that increases fuel, we will do that. The next government came, they increased them, he joined them. People should, under, please, don't, don't, if you are for a government, don't get, I'm not for any government and I'm not supporting any. I'm just telling you that at least you can't deny that what I said happened. I'm just saying that be careful of human beings, period. Yes. They tell you this and it, what baffles me is that they carry people away with them. I don't trust anything politics. I trust the word of God. Yes. Um. Anyway, it is well. Amen. At the end of the day, let me fill it with this one guy. He became, and it was, everybody was talking. And when he saw that he had, he had gotten enough people talking in town, be, believing that he was a perfect replacement for David, people in Israel, man, overnight left David. Be a lawyer person. Be lawyer. They all forsook David overnight, and everybody shifted to Absalom. David had to run away from town. And when he was running away, Shimei began to curse him. And he was stoning David, throwing dust at him. He said, blood test him. God has caught up with you. He said, the blood of Saul that you killed. And David was wondering, is it me? And the only said, we're going to give gift to Absalom. Hey, long live, O king. You wrote and Ferry. What did David do to them to warrant this? Don't be surprised that people that you will think will be there for you will not be. I've never asked a question before. The day Jesus was arrested, where were all the people he healed? No record of one person that said that, but this man is not a criminal. He healed my sister. None of them. He even said to the disciples, he said, all of you shall flee. And leave me alone. He said, but I'm not alone. The Father is with me. Yes. There will be a time in your life that you have to go through that journey. Those who love you most will even deny or keep quiet. It will shock you. 
But when the Lord turns the captivity of Zion, that my friend that said that was so broke that they came to arrest him, I've told the story many times, now he's into food business and very rich. When he was staying in that one room, face me, I face you in K2, ah, this man suffered. Bringing cars from people and one business went somewhere. Somebody took away the money. And they were bouncing it from one prison to another. Everybody coming to arrest him. It was only some of us, but some of us bound not to collect the money back. Thank God. One of his dreams, he, had a, he bought a house in Ogudu. Single guy. He sold everything, collected down to his laptop. But when he began to rise again, he had a dream of latest land cruiser then. When he bought the car, he brought it to my house to carry me. Because we grew up as friends. And I sat inside the car that day and I looked at his. I said, dear Lord. He told me, his own father and the brother, when he was in debt, and debt was swelling around him, everybody discarded him, everybody. When God blessed him, he drove to the father's house in another city, he was telling me. The father didn't see the car. So when he came down and he entered there, they told the father he was looking for the father. The father entered the room and shot it. And he said, sir, he said, tell daddy, I am not here to beg for money. I am here to give. The father came out. He saw the car. The father started crying. Everybody left him. Everybody. But this is the rule of the game. You don't retaliate. He said, dad, I just brought a million to you. I'm not here. Till he left, the father stood and he looking at him as he was going. And the father kept calling his name. Calling his name as he was going. He was just mind and going. So he said, so a change is real. I prophesy in the name of Jesus to somebody. Whatever state people are seeing you, they're about to see another you that is glorified, that is helped, that is lifted in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My mom told me last time I saw her, my father had his birthday in May. I went there in the morning, then I left in the afternoon. Was, she was telling me that when I left, my father's friend came from his church. My father is 77. And the friend told him that soon later, my father said, he said, stand. And they stood there and they began to dance at the center. And the friend said that, he said, this is us. That they thought we would never walk again. We are not only walking, we are dancing. Because he had prostrate a while ago. I told him when I went to pray for him, and I put this handkerchief on, and he fell asleep. God took care of it. No surgery, no nothing. He was healed. They said a woman gave him herbs, also fine. But I pray for him. He fell under the hand. He come before he said, Is that the, what the my father goes to say? Is that how the anointing works? I said, Yeah, that's what it's called the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now he drives himself up and down again. So that man, the same thing happened to his friend. So he said, can you imagine? Because there was a, almost three years, my father couldn't go to, he couldn't leave the house. And the doctor said he would never work. He said, now me that they said I would never work again, I'm not only working, I'm driving around town, and we are dancing my birthday today. So the glory of God. The Lord will use you to make his statement. That he can help. And when he helps, it's a help that anybody, is somebody enemy. me, this is a very, I am moving the way I did, this is a very, very deep message. Help. These were the scenarios, all the things I listed around David. 
that made him to know that this is not a battle you'll fight with catapults. I took, he said, I took away the heads of many kings, but this one is beyond me. So when he was praying, he said, the Lord delivered me from enemies that are too strong for me. I acknowledge that in the faces of this one, I am weak. That's why I gave you all this story. How do you deal with that kind of Absalom? Then, in 1 Samuel 15, 31, as he was running away from Absalom, the greatest sorrow of his life, he didn't know that there was yet a greater one coming. So, sorry, 2 Samuel 15, 31. As he was running, one told David, saying, I see what the calamities were not enough. He said, sir, Ahitophel <laughs> is among this way. When he said that the brother that was eating food is one of the Psalms, has lifted up his heel against me. He was talking about Ahitophel. The Bible says Ahitophel, his counsel was as if a man. The Bible does not exaggerate. Give me that verse later. Meaning that talking to Ahitophel was equal to receiving instruction from God. God's word does not exaggerate. The Bible said that the counsel of Ahitophel in those days was as if a man had inquired from the Lord. In other words, if Ahitophel was in this room and you went to this room to pray and somebody went to this room to visit Ahitophel, all of you, if God speaks to you here and Ahitophel speaks to this man here, both of you are going to come out hearing the same thing. See the Bible. Show me that verse. The counsel of Ahitophel, which he counseled in those days, was as if a man had inquired an oracle from God. The Bible never said this about anybody. Daniel 5.10, Daniel had what is called, uh, he says, spirit of wisdom and knowledge. The solving of doubts. That means if you talk with Daniel, your doubts will disappear. But the Bible did not elevate it to the point of Ahitophel. And you know what? When he counseled Absalom, he got David. David got to a place he was tired and they were refreshing and they were crying, they were emotional and he stayed there. But Ushai had seen him there and Ushai came to the palace and I told him, I said, Ushai, uh -uh. <laughs> my father was your friend now. Are you not following my father? Ushai said, no, me, I'm a Nigerian. <laughs> Let me know, is that one. He said, I mean, he said, now, whoever everybody is supporting that are the support. And I, then, Absalom said, Aitofel, what do we do now? Aitofel said, let me take soldiers. He said, by my calculation, as if the man was a prophet. He said, your father will be in so, so place now, tired and weary. He said, if I go with soldiers, we will kill. He said, I will kill only your father. And I will bring the rest of the soldiers. So we will we, we, we lose anybody, only your father. So even other soldiers will reconcile with you because we want to kill any one of them. And Absalom said, yes, sir. Then Usha ahead. Remember, he just saw David. Ah, he said they will finish your gap He said, excuse me, sir. No, 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 no. He said, what Aitofel said is not good. He said, your father is smarter than that. He will not camp with the people. He said, I'm sure. Remember, he grew up in the wilderness. There will be on one mountain. The people will be saying, when the fight starts, soldier killing soldier, people will now start saying that Aitofel, uh, Absalom soldier, they lost to David. They will know the winner again. He said, ah, then Aitofel, Absalom said, that's true. But you know what? Aitofel went there. He went home because his counsel was rejected and he went to hang himself. Who is Aitofel in your life? Aitofel is a man that you have offended but you don't know. According to Bible record, the woman David slept with standing on the wall, Bathsheba, was Aitofel's daughter-in-law or something like that. She was related to her. So the day David killed Uriah and took his wife, Aitofel was offended but Aitofel's of this world, they don't tell you they're offended. They stay around you 
and continue as if nothing happened, waiting for the day that they have a chance that they will not miss. They're like serpent. I was told that there are snakes that can stand like this for six hours. A snake goes for a bite. When they know that the chances are 100, 100, I cannot miss. When it's 98, he's still watching. That's why a snake can stay in your house for one month without anybody seeing it. These are Aitofels of this world. They will never tell that you have offended them. They stay in that atmosphere. They continue to honor with their lips and to love you, waiting for the day. The day you are weak, that they are sure that this is a time to take my pound of flesh, they will hit you. Can you imagine? Aitofel was one telling Absalom. Absalom didn't even say he wanted to kill his father. Absalom was one saying that I will take soldiers and kill him. And that you know what? I will spare other soldiers. It's David I want to kill. So when they told David that a man whose counsel is as good as God's counsel was also part of Absalom, then they knew that he was dealing with enemies too strong. This is not Goliath to fire at. These are enemies that are part of you. Only divine help can rescue you in this kind of situation. They happen in offices. They happen in families in particular. Help. Help. A lady here once told me how they got to know that the father used all the female daughters as a baggage for power when he was in the military. He said, till now, no bullet can kill my father and I can disappear. But the root of the practice, and later he made them to know, he told them one day, if you ever want to be well in life, all of you stay away from me. The father told them. Now, that doesn't guarantee total deliverance, but at least you will be a little free if you live away from me. Enemies that are too strong, but God knows how to deliver. Ah, yeah. I bring to you, church, there is a mystery of divine help. So that was why David cried for it. He said, enemies that are too strong for me. He said, but the Lord, at the end of the day, David was standing. Absalom down. Ahitophel down. Joab down. David stood. Let's stop here today. Let's rise. You know, I know Ray kept some people from all the services. But I warned at the beginning that the direction we are going this month is not a time that anybody should miss church. Yeah, maybe some live in a place that is extremely difficult, but that's not an excuse. Something is happening. The Lord is using us to bring people into a place that he wants them to be. Enough of people buried in Mary Clay is setting your feet upon the rock. I have just started it today. We are going to have time to pray next week. By the grace of God as he keeps us. I am saying to everybody, I have laid the foundation to a point now where I can begin to make the message short so that we can have time for prayer. Men and brethren, divine help is real. When it comes alive in you, you will recognize that you have been delivered. You have been delivered. That you have been taken in from Mary Clay and you have set your feet upon the rock. Honestly speaking, you look at life and wonder that can life really be this sweet? All other challenges will just be for a short time. You go above them. But that, you will see that you have actually shifted from one level to another totally. Not too many Christians have explained that shift. Where you know you used to be here before, you can see that you have been moved many times away from where you used to be. 
by the power of God's mercy, by the power of God's mercy, you know, I speak in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't know why this came to my spirit now. Any young lady here and those who are watching me, who should have been married by whatever is injuring that face of your life? Help that does not need explanation. That takes you from where you are and plants you in a successful, beautiful, godly home. That help is unto you right now in the name of Jesus. You can counsel and never be able to solve marital problems between some couples. But there is a divine help that comes into that home and brings peace permanently. That help is being given to people right now. Amen. I have known people who have been sick. Not exactly that healing power touched them. They just found out that along the line, they just became well, only never to be sick again. God just removed something from their body without even telling them. They noticed that on a particular day from that day, strength came, and years have come and gone. They are still as healthy as palm tree. Nothing happening again. This divine help, whatever area, help that makes a man's job to make sense. Help that blesses in career, in business, in health. Help that causes men to give you a right hand of fellowship and pull you up. It's on you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I've touched your grace. My life has changed. I will never be. I've touched your help. My life has changed. I will never be the same. Touch your help. My voice you know as I stand I sense that I'm even talking to mighty men in ministry I don't know who they are the Lord will cause this message to get across to them because the rich also weep enemies that your ability cannot conquer Even presidents of nations, they have things making them to weep in the secret. David was a king, but he said so. Enemies too strong. Either through the peculiarity of the or the strength they possess. John was a prophet of God, but Herod killed him. 
Herod killed him. He called him to be beheaded because a girl asked for the help. For the head. If John received help, he wouldn't die. Bali Kosahalas. Every water that is too deep for you to swim in. May the Lord carry your eagle swing across. Yeah. The power of the Holy Spirit is very strong here. Everybody lift up your two hands. In one minute, cry for help. As if your life depends on it because it does. One minute. I want to see how strongly you can pray for one minute. Lord, help me. If you don't know what to say, just say, Lord, help me. But you can mention the help against what? Lord, help me. At this point, I raise my two hands as a sign of surrender. And I say, Lord, help me. I will never be, I will never be, I will never be. Zusa balaba sheteke boko to satas. Oh, boko to se le mandala bashato bos. Zusa balakata la basheteke bes. Loko to se teke balaba rabas. Yele boko to se le mandala bashalaba. I see somebody in this situation. All you need is help. You're walking to it yourself, but you can be helped. You have entered the trouble already. But there is a help. Oh, Saki Dabaru Teste. Only Mashala Mandalabaya. Parakato Boko Seteke Balaba. Yotoke Balaba Seteke Tis. Yes, Malaba Shato Kobos. We touch your grace. We touch your grace. We touch your grace. Jesus, we worship you. We touch your grace. We touch your grace. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. May everyone under the sound of my voice right now experience the ministry of divine help. Do you believe it? Your week will never be the same. 
put your hands together and I appreciate the Lord. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.